0: What's going on, everybody? I'm Mara And I'm Tez. And welcome back to Sisters Who Kill. Uh, mothers and daughters, mothers and daughters, what will you ever do with them? Free money is out there. Just go get it by starting your podcast today.
1: Our players this week are Deloise Rivers Adu, our victim, Frank Adu, Takia's stepbrother and Deloise's stepson, and Takia Guthridge, our murderess. Takia
0: Kente Guthridge was born on October 1st, 1987, in Oroville, Alabama to her mom, Deloise rivers Adu. She was the middle daughter, and she had an older sister, LaToya, and a younger sister, Jessica. Now, I could not find much about their upbringing in Alabama, but I do know that her and all of her sisters did share the same father. We also know that she was on the A.B. honor roll at Five Points Elementary School in the fall of 1994 and in the spring of 1996. You remember back then, that's when they used to put your uh, A.B. honor roll in the paper.
1: Yeah, my mama was in there for that. And I was like, wow, for this local shit.
0: Oh, when you were doing your
1: ancestry? Yeah.
0: Then they find you forever and tell your story on a true crime podcast. (laughs) So around the year 2000, nothing changed, but they lived underwater. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they, The family moved to Georgia. They landed in Jonesboro, and we don't know much about the family, but we do know that mom, she did marry her husband, Joseph Adu. Now, I was desperately trying to figure out if they met in Alabama, if they met in Georgia. They're both from Jonesboro, so, like, did they meet in here or did they both move here? I'm not sure. Anyways, she also gained a couple of stepchildren through that marriage, and as far as Takia goes, for that time, that the family was living a pretty quiet life in Georgia. And around 2009, when Takia was 22 years old, she got arrested for theft and stolen property. Don't know what happened, all I know is that her bond was set, they paid $550, she was bonded out pretty fast. Don't know what came of that, but what I do know is two years later, and this was either April 9th or 10th of 2011, she was back in Alabama in her home county dallas county and she i assume was living with somebody and dating somebody at the time and homegirl got arrested for domestic violence it's just written in the paper and all it says is quote domestic violence charge in the third degree criminal mischief in the first degree attempted arson in the first degree and resisting arrest now this time she was arrested They said that her bond was set at $12,000 and she sat in Dallas County until she was bonded out. Now, after all of this had happened, clearly my instincts tell me that she was living with this significant other because homegirl needed a place to stay. She needed a place to stay, so she decided she was going to move back in with Mama. Mama is in Jonesboro and she moved in in 2012. While she was living there, she had some tendencies that were not
1: going over well. Miss DeLuise was over Takiyah's shit, okay? Takiyah's constantly getting into trouble, getting arrested. Now she gotta get bonded out, and she ain't never got no money. So, who gotta come to the rescue? She do. Who gotta pay this shit? She do. And now, she don't move. Takiyah gonna move into Miss D's house with no job. And is she even trying to get a job? Who knows? No. (laughs)
0: well let me not say that because she said she was she said she
1: had something lined up you know
0: she said she was trying Uh, that's
1: what she say later on yeah but miss d didn't see it listen you know what i'm saying you know when you see somebody in your house and ain't got no job and it's like why are you not on the computer at the library searching for a job do you need to classify it's like how do you have time to play video games and you're unemployed how do you have time to chill and you're unemployed like i'm not expecting a check out of you 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 digging in my pockets. You already in my home. You've dug enough.
0: And I'm I'm... looking at you. You're able-bodied.
1: Right. Sound mind. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Teeth in your mouth. You good. Everything. And on top of that, on top of her staying in this house rent-free with no job, and you don't want to help out around the house, you got a problem with chores? Like, your home is your society. In what way are you contributing to society? In what way? Mm. Mm-hmm. You need to give back. So Deloise is like is a mooch. She don't offer to help with nothing. Always asking for something. And this led to them arguing damn near every day. They were constantly at each other's throat to the point where Deloise is like, Listen, Taki, you gotta go. You grown. I can't I've done my time. I can't do it no more. I need she peace the step- in the house.
0: She has stepkids kids that are teenagers in the house. You like... know what
1: I'm saying? And ain't nobody got time for you trying to teach them that this is how they should treat me. Hell no. No. Shit. If my kid can do it, what's to stop them? You know? We're no, not having it. You got to go. I won't. I won't stand for it. And that's her right. So Takia is like, <laughs> "You thought I'm not going nowhere. I live here. I got rights." <laughs> Squatter's rights, which is very, that's a very mooch thing to do, like big mooch behavior. So, Delaouise had to actually get Takia evicted, which is crazy, because why would you make your mama have to do that to you? Get up out of her house. And then you trust her more money. It's not free to evict niggas, it's a process. It's a process. So, Deloise does it anyways Because Ms. D needs her house back And she needs her sanity And this pisses Takia off And as if they weren't arguing enough already They're arguing even more And Takia keeps saying I wish you was dead Oh, I can't wait till you're dead And Delouise is like, girl, what? And she started locking her bedroom door and shit Because she ain't got time to play with Takiyah crazy ass, Okay so so DeLuise takes her daughter to court on June 11th of 2012 and tells the judge how Tequila has been using and abusing her. She ain't got no job. She don't do no chores. She just, she's just lazy. And Tequila says that her mom knew that she was going to be moving in without a job. And now she's expecting shit all of a sudden. And she reminds the court and the judge that she was on her mom's insurance and said, if my mom throws me out, I'll be homeless. Homeless in the streets of Atlanta? Somebody's gonna kill me. And when somebody kills me, please be sure to bring my dead body to my mother, cause she's the reason. I mean, bit of a slippery slope argument there, but a
0: gaslighting. Like that's the (laughs) that is top tier gaslighting.
1: Bit of a bit of a slippery slope. Never heard better. On June 11th of 2012, a Clayco magistrate court entered a judgment in favor of Deloise and Takia now had only seven days to vacate the premises or she would be forcibly removed. Takiyah was devastated by this news, or so they say. Don't let her tell it, though. But I'm sure that it was much relief to Ms. D. She, you know, like we said, she's got other teenagers living in the house. Like, it just, it. this is not... The environment you want to have around when raising kids, especially for somebody who is grown, well over the age of eighteen, I just don't have to.
0: Right. So when they get back to the house, remember she has seven days to vacate the premises, and her and Miss D, they get to arguing. They get to arguing, and then Takiya's like, "You know what? I just need some gas money. Not and you're asking me for money." I just got a court order for you to get out of my house and you're asking me for gas money? Ms. D is like, are you serious? Like, they start a screaming match. Ms. D calls her a liar. She says, you are just so ungrateful. You are just so ungrateful and you're lying. You lie to the court. You lie everywhere you go. And at the house at the time was Frank Adun. Now, I'm sorry, now Frank is Takiya's stepbrother and Ms. D's stepson from her husband. He's 16 years old at the time. And he, he- hears the two arguing. Everybody at the house, everybody that lived there, From her husband to the uncle that be visiting, everybody that lived there or be at the house, know that those two are always arguing. They're arguing about the money. And then she says, Frank, come in here. Go get my purse out of the car and bring it in here. He exits. He goes to get purse. He comes back. He gives the purse to Miss D. He goes downstairs to the living room. They're still arguing. He's used to hearing all the argument. And upstairs while they're arguing, Takia, she grabs a knife. And this knife is like not just like a regular kitchen knife. It's like one of those long bread knives that have the edges. She grabs one of those and she pins her mother down. She pins her down with her knee and with her arm. And she uses her other arm to start stabbing and stabbing and stabbing her mom. Miss D yells out, Frank, 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 she's trying to kill me. And Frank runs upstairs to see Takiya stabbing her mom repeatedly. And Miss DeLuise, she's trying to defend herself. But, you know, she's laying on the ground. She's completely unarmed. She's halfway pinned down. She's trying to fight for her life. But Takiya's kind of strong. They're struggling, and Frank, he's trying to get in there. He tries to wrestle the knife from Takiya. He, like, pulls her off for a minute, and then she kind of pushes back, gets him off of her, jumps right back on her mom, starts stabbing her again. Finally, he's able to overpower her, get the knife. The knife breaks off, and he gets cut in the hand. Now that he has the blade or the blade is broken off— Miss DeLuise, she's still alive. And she's like, go call 911, go call 911. Frank runs out of the house, goes to a neighbor's house. The neighbor's name is Sonia Casey. Sonia opens her door and Frank is like, my sister killed my mom and she's stabbing her. She's stabbing her. She's going crazy. She's going crazy. Call 911. So the neighbor calls 911 and the police show up. Now, I just wanted to mention that in all the articles, they made it very clear that Sonia called 911 and did not enter the home. And in my mind... I feel like that's Crime Junkie 101. You're telling me there's a murderer in that house. That's all I'm saying.
1: Now the police comes to the house, and he's like, hey, hey, police coming through. What's going on? Takiya comes outside, and he says, hey, what's going on? And she says, I stabbed my mama. And he says, oh, really? <laughs> um, he's looking at her, and he notices that she has some scratches and some marks on her arm, but no obvious nice room. Run- no obvious knife wounds. The paramedics come, and they can tell she stabbed approximately seven times in the chest, shoulders, head, and arms with a kitchen knife. The knife was recovered by a responding officer, and 44 year old DeLuise, was taken to a nearby hospital, Southern Regional Medical Center in Riverdale. DeLuise ended up dying of her injuries at 6.40 p.m. that same night. Takiyah was then arrested and taken to Clayco Jail, and, oh. They have 60 Days In at Clayco. They got a, a, a episode over there, if y'all really trying to see what it's like. Clayton County, for those who it's don't disgusting. know. disgusting.
0: When I tell you that is my OJ, like, I would not get arrested in Clayton County. <laughs> I, I know somebody that just got arrested. He spent a night in Clayton County, and he told me, he was like, there's mold up the walls. It's Mm-mm. disgusting in there.
1: Oh, that is the worse yeah it's it's pretty bad i mean all jails are bad but it's pretty bad she was charged of course with murder and aggravated assault and she ends up having a preliminary court hearing on june 19th of 2012 then she had a bond hearing on june 29th of 2012 so she ends up pleading not guilty at her hearing and was denied bond and had to sit in Clayco until her trial take that shit to trial bitch take that shit to trial bitch take that shit to trial bitch take that shit to trial instacart helps you get beer and wine delivered in as fast as an hour so whether you need to fill the cooler for tailgate season or fill your glass for pinot by the fire season you can save time by getting fall sips delivered in just a few clicks visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders offer valid for a limited time minimum order ten dollars additional terms apply must be 21 or over for alcohol delivery where available instacart add life to cart Streaming October 6th on Paramount+. First place I learned about death was a pet cemetery. Dead things buried in that land. But we'll come back, there's something else. Something's wrong. Continue. He needs time to adjust. That's not Timmy. Something's talking through him. Sometimes dead. Is better. Pet Cemetery. Bloodline. Rated R, streaming only on Paramount Plus. Now, just before her trial begins, her lawyers wanted to evaluate her, but I don't think much came of it because it wasn't really brought up again. But I guess they were trying to see if they can go for insanity. Um on August 20th of 2013, the jury for the trial they had to be seated because one woman was the sole caregiver for her elderly mother, and she was concerned about leaving her home for the duration of the trial. And they talked to the judge, and the judge was like, "Your mom's gonna be fine for a day or two. Get your ass on this trial." So, which is wild. <laughs> the prosecutors and the defense were both confident this was not gonna be a long trial. Uh, they were like, "Listen, start of the week, we're not gonna make it past lunch on Wednesday."
0: And yes, her defense said that too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, right before the trial starts, the prosecutor and defense, they have this little argument with the judge or whatever. They're talking about Frank's testimony. And the defense is basically arguing when Frank testifies to certain things, it's going to be hearsay because he wasn't there for the complete duration of it all. And the judge is like, I can't really say if it's going to be hearsay until I hear his testimony. Am I right? So I'll overrule it or sustain it as need be but we're gonna let him testify on august 21st of 2013 the next day ada brian ross and jason green prosecuted her they argued that takia was angry that her mother had evicted her earlier that day from the family home they went to court and the judge ruled that takia had seven days to vacate and just before she attacked Deloise with a knife as they argued about money Jason Green goes on to say, quote, she still doesn't care that her mother is dead. She's completely unfazed, completely unmoved. And the insult of insults, she testified in court that they went to court. And the next thing she knew, the police were at her house. He was like, she's not even acknowledging that she did it or anything. There's no remorse. There's no sadness. And you won't even acknowledge that it was you. You're just going to be like, oh, she was dead. You know she wasn't just dead. Mm. You know y'all was into it. Like, y'all was into it every other day. They have stepbrother Frank Adu
0: testify. And when he testifies, he says that he witnessed his stepsister attack his stepmother. He recounted the entire story. He said that when they came home, they started arguing like they always argue. And Takiya asked DeLuise for some money. And he said that DeLuise asked him to go get the purse out of the car because she was going to give her some money. And... The whole time, you know how mamas are. they like, now this last motherfucking time, I'm giving you some money. This shit is getting out of hand. I'm tired of always having to pull you out of stuff. You are very ungrateful of all the things I'm giving to you, like all the things that I'm doing for you. She's, ta- you know how mamas are. They start talking. And he said that Takiya, the whole time that she's having this conversation with her, she's like, okay, yeah, and give me some money. Okay, are you going to give me the money or not? Are you going to give it to me or not? Just keep asking for the money. And so finally, Deloise was like, no, I'm not going to give it to you. Because get the hint. Come on. I just feel like if you're asking for money, why are you mad that a lecture comes with it? You're asking me for money. And when DeLuise said no, Taki was like, you'll never help me. You'll never do nothing for me. I can't believe this. And DeLuise is like, what are you talking about? Over the years, bail bonds, girl, gas money. Money i never roof, see again. Them lights, the, the electricity to plug up that cell phone. What are you talking about? I don't do anything for you. And he, when he talked about Miss D being attacked, he actually demonstrated it for the jury about how Takiya was on, on top of Miss D and how she was stabbing her over and over. and And they had him, like, demonstrate it from the witness box, which I think is personally a little triggering. Like, now you want me to demonstrate it? Usually they have people to do that. Sometimes the lawyers do it. Why do I have to demonstrate it? He said, quote, She was mad and swung at me while also trying to get back to mom and stab her again. I grabbed her hand with the knife, and we were both struggling. She wouldn't let me go and the knife broke. I heard my mom tell me, get help, call 911. And that's when, you know, Frank ended up with the blade, and Takiya ended up with the butt of the knife. And Frank said that she was sitting there, she was begging for her life, and that's... Of course, when he ran to the neighbor's house, as we know. The prosecutors also called the GBI's medical examiner, Stephen Atkinson, to discuss the wounds she suffered and died from. He said that the two fatal stab wounds were the ones that cut Ms. Deloise's heart and her aorta and her right ventricle. He said, quote, "...these would have caused extensive bleeding. Death would occur in minutes." He also said that she had she had wounds on both of her arms, her face, her head, and that the wounds indicated a path of front to back and slightly downward. So the demonstration proved to be correct. The wound above her left eye on her forehead was there where the knife went into her scalp, embedded, and the tip broke off. It would take a large amount of force to embed it into the skull, which is a very firm bone. So that means that she was stabbing with real force. And during the entire—and t- that's probably what loosened up the blade. Remember, because the blade was in his hand? That's probably what loosened up the blade. Mm-hmm. If, she, if she broke the tip of the knife in the skull, oh, my gosh. So and during this entire testimony, is there. Um, she sat with her chin in her
1: hands like she was watching TV. She showed no emotion. She was chilling. So Takiyah was last to take the stand. She testified that she just woke up from a nap when they got home, and when she woke up, her mom was dead. Prosecutors noted that she showed no emotion at the trial, and she said that even though her mom was evicting her, the relationship between her and mother was fine. She said, quote, I didn't have a problem leaving my mother's house at all. I went to my bedroom to look up shelters. I knew I had seven days to leave. I just got a call for a job as a general manager for Burger King, and I knew I could stay at the shelter. Basically, I've got it all figured out. I don't need her, okay? She also testified that when she fell asleep, her sister, stepbrother, mom, and uncle were all at the house. She said, I walked out of my room, went downstairs, and saw her body lounged on the couch. I didn't want anybody pointing fingers at me because we had just came from court. But here y'all are, pointing fingers at me, just like I thought y'all would. I don't know if her defense team was lazy or if there was just no help in this girl, but Mr. Alfonso Kraft didn't cross-examine her, nor did he have any other witness or testimonies to present. In his statement to the jury, he asked that they find the state failed to prove its case, therefore, Taki is not guilty. He never said she was innocent. He never pointed the finger at anybody else. He never really casted reasonable doubt, you know, just more so, but did they prove it? And that was his case. So the Clay Coast Superior Court judge described Takia as having, quote, a chilling lack of remorse. Judge Simmons said that during the 911 call, she was completely dispassionate. There was no difference in her tone of voice than somebody reporting an abandoned car at the end of the street. The operator asked her if her mother was breathing or if she could tell she was breathing and did she want to try CPR, and her response was, quote, "'Nope, I don't want to do CPR.'" Other witnesses at the trial also testified that they heard Takia repeatedly say, "'I'll be happy when you're dead,' or, "'I wish you were dead.'" The judge said, quote, "'It's obvious she's been thinking about it for a while. "'This is not a case where someone snapped "'that it was done in an instant.'" So, basically, he's like, listen... You've been one of your mama dead and you finally got what you was asking for. Who do we think done it? So on August 21st of 2013, after 20 minutes of deliberation, the jury came back and found Takiya guilty.
0: Sentencing took place on August 23rd, 2013. And Judge Matthew Simmons said, you're getting life without the possibility of parole, which is good because they have the death penalty in Georgia. He said that he was really just unsure if she had remorse for what she did. And maybe she didn't have remorse. Maybe she didn't even realize what she had done. And he really feared that if she was ever to be let out on parole, that she would be a danger not just to herself, but to the family and to society at large. The prosecutor said they were very pleased with the verdict and the decisiveness in which the jury rendered it. They said while they think that all crimes, no matter how major or minor, deserve serious deliberation, the crime in particular was completely indefensible, horrible and irrefutable. Delawisa's sister, Miss Jeanette Smith, said that her neighbor Sonia Casey mourned her at the trial and at the sentencing. They said that they agreed that justice had been served for their sister and their friend. Miss Jeanette said the girl didn't show any remorse whatsoever. Wait, did it been we just do this? or everybody is saying this. Everybody's just saying this. Okay. That's a great question, friend. Everybody's <laughs> saying it. Everybody is saying that she was sitting up there with no remorse, like. You've heard it from the prosecutor. So far, you've heard it from the prosecutor, the judge, a mama, sister, the neighbor. And you're about to hear it from a, a man named Herb Ross. He said no remorse. But he was also talking about Frank, the stepson. He, he was just like, Frank, he doesn't even want to remember. He doesn't even want to remember the things that they saw. And I know that he doesn't. And for the fact that they made him at this trial, which it really was a home run type of trial, the fact that y'all sat there and made him demonstrated is really fucking low and I don't fucking like that shit. Now Herb had his opinions that he wanted to tell the news outlets and one of those was that he felt that the police needed to do more to protect Misty because there should have been deputies there to help her move out, which there could have been, but remember she was given 7 days and that was the police's rebuttal to what he said. He also said that his wife and Misty were very good friends and when she asked Misty if she wanted some protection So we said no, it's in God's hands. And I'm sure she was just trying to do the best by her child, but Takia sat in prison for two years and then she decided that she wanted to file an appeal. It was a swing and a miss. And the appeal was quickly declined. She said that there were certain instructions that were given to the jury that may have been misleading. She also talked about the effectiveness of her trial counsel and the sufficiency of evidence of her guilt. They declined it. They said, No, girl. We said life without the possibility, and we meant it. And that's the story of good old takiya alright you All right, y'all, it's time for... Well, I'm not black. I'm OJ. Okay. I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I would have got away with it. I didn't do it, but if I did, I just want to go back to being arrested in Clayton County, because I know that some of y'all don't understand how bad that is. I want everybody to sit here and look up the jail that is in their closest, where they're sitting right now. Because it changes. You may go to work and that may be a different jail. Go look up the jail. Because when they used to tell us in high school that they started arresting people and you was going down Memorial Drive, everybody started straightening up. There stopped (laughs) being fights at school. (laughs) You need to know, jail is not fun. And let you mess around and be on the wrong side of a line. You go into the bad jail. They're all Mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. They're all bad. Clayton County, I know somebody that was arrested two weeks ago, and he said there was mold up the walls. It was the most disgusting thing he had ever been in his life.
1: Yeah, I... N- no jails are fun. No jails really seem clean, but, like, you definitely have your beasts of your beast, and, um... It's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we at I Ain't Do It, but if I did... Mm-hmm, that's here, where we right? are. Okay. Mm-hmm. I Ain't Do It, but... If I did, I'm not mooching off of no nigga and staying in their house making them evict me. Like, are you kidding me? I don't think she
0: thought her mom was going to actually do it.
1: She shouldn't have had to put it to that point. If your mama says she wants you out of your house at your 22-year-old age, she is not responsible for you. Yeah. Like, it's nice to I have that support, imagine. but she's not.
0: I knew do it, but if I did, if the person went and said that they were getting... If they went and fetched the purse... To get your money? Shut up. Stop talking right then and there. Leave it be right then and there. The reason that all this escalated is because she kept talking.
1: I ain't do it, but if I did, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Right. You literally said to your mama that if she don't help you, you're gonna die. You're gonna die in the streets of Atlanta. So why the fuck you arguing with her all the time if you need her so much? You more and bees you told us, honey, us on the girl. stand that
0: you had a line, Right. You told us on the stand that you got a job lined up. Girl, go do you then. Prove us all wrong. That's what I did when I got kicked out of the house at 18 and didn't have to get evicted. I was told once and then I had to go. Guess what I did? I just went to go prove everybody wrong. I was going to do my shit and get two degrees and become a person and do this thing. You proved everybody right that you are ungrateful, that you are spoiled, that you are a liar you proved everybody right.
1: There's no fun in that. I ain't do it, but if I did, how you gonna say you were asleep when there was witnesses? <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I was literally there. I don't understand. Somebody saw you and you you was in that room with that person. She has to completely black out. She thought she was asleep. Really she has just lost this chunk of time. She's completely she was in another oh state. My God. And she had a little bitty thinks
0: She 5'3". I just found her most recent prison pic. I don't think I have any more. Like, this was just bad, girl. Parole or no parole? Um, mm,
1: she got life with no parole, right? That's what she got. That's what she got. I mean... I don't know. I really would, like... I guess she did have psychiatric treatment. I mean, or went under an evaluation. Because I was going to say... I wonder if they tested, like, if she really lost that piece of time or is she just a liar, you know what I mean? Because I feel like that sways me. If you truly blacked out, like, maybe, maybe you need to be in a facility to work on that and that disassociation that you've done and retrieve that so then you can heal and have remorse for the situation. But if you're just lying, then, girl, stay there. We can lie forever.
0: Right. Um, yeah, no parole for me, especially when, if you big and bad like that, then I just never would have let it get that far. I don't say nowhere I'm not wanted. You can tell me once, and sometimes to a fault. You can tell me once, and I'm outie, but that's it. All right, let's read some reviews. Let's go home.
1: So this one says, I absolutely love Sisters Who Kill. Growing up in Conyers, Georgia, I always hear about Jazz and Taz Whitehead, especially since the majority of my classmates knew them and were very close to them. But no one has done the story justice like Mariah and Taz. I really appreciate your insight and pursuit of gathering both sides of the story. It's insane how both of them are from Georgia and that Mariah attended the same university that I did, Norfolk State University. Shout out to the HBCUs and Mariah's voice. It's really like having a conversation with my best girlfriends. Keep it up. Amazing work. Yay.
0: If you want to keep up with us, you can. Okay? You can. You can argue with us all day if you want to on the internet. I'm totally down for it. You can do it in our discussion group, is Who Kill. Um, you can email us. That's fun. That's always a fun back and forth, but that's when I get to it. podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> you can tweet us. Love going back and forth on Twitter sometimes i don't know you guys get out of hand and sometimes get mean sisters who kill instagram don't be weird in the comments like that's the sisters who kill pod and on tiktok um sometimes y'all are nice sometimes y'all are mean on there but i'm trying to be more consistent just you know share it to somebody i don't know sisters who kill podcast that's all i got that's it you got anything else friend
1: nothing else for me talk to us we talk back bye bye